Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Self Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self love and self care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Renee Stewart is a contemporary dancer and yoga instructor living in London. Renee grew up in LA and moved to the UK to study dance after leaving school and travelling. Earlier this year, Renee went to India to do her yoga teacher training, which she says changed her life. Renee is super grounded and has a Kiwi connection. She's the daughter of our very own Rachel Hunter and rocker Rod Stewart. We're so lucky to have Renee share her story and her calming energy on the Self Love Club podcast. Renee, welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you so much for catching up today. Thank you. Yeah, now it's quite fun meeting you over in London um, in your apartment. And thank you so much for having me around. Oh my God, no, I'm so excited. Yeah. This is my first podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow, I've so cool. I've never done this before. Oh, you'll be amazing. So tell us a bit about yourself, who you are and, and what you're doing. Um, my name's Renee Stewart. I am a contemporary dancer and also a yoga instructor and I'm living in London and I just do freelance work really. That's super yeah. exciting. <laughs> yeah and so take us back where did you grow up how did everything start out for you? Um, I, so I was born in London and then I grew up in LA um, and then basically was there for like probably till I was about I mean, I've traveled back and forth to London just because my dad's from here and my mum's from New Zealand, so we travel quite a lot. But I moved back over to London when I was 21 to study at the London Contemporary Dance School. And then since then, I've just been back in London for like five years. Yeah. And I'm just dancing here and yeah. Were you always into dance? Was that something you always did growing up? Yeah. So when I was in LA, I uh, studied ballet contemporary jazz just all sorts and then I kind of went more towards um contemporary so god I've been dancing since I was yeah seven seven years old and was it something you thought you might do once you had left school um well I did it when I yeah it was never like something where I was like this there was never that epiphany where I was like okay this is what I want to do it just kind of unfolded and Mm. happened which is quite amazing I don't yeah it's what you're meant to do yeah it's funny when people ask you that I also like when was that moment when you wanted to, you know, that was what you realized that you wanted to do? And I was like, I, I don't know. It just kind of unfolded, really. So, yeah. 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 And so you came to study here. And what was that move like for you? I mean, obviously, you'd spent a bit of time in London already. But what yeah. was it like, you know, moving countries to go study? I, I think I got the travel bug. I mean, obviously, I was, you know, I was born in London, but I traveled quite a lot. I went to New Zealand for quite a while before when I was like 18, 19 and then traveled around Europe as well. And then when I came back to LA, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to go live somewhere else. Yeah. 
So the move over here was great. I think it was a good idea that I had um, like school to go to and I had kind of like a, a base to go and make friends, kind of start a life here. Um, but no, the move was quite smooth. Yeah. <laughs> and so tell us about your studies and what was that like for you? Was it, were you just like, oh, this is where I'm meant to be? What am I, I meant to be doing? I never thought that I would go to university for dance. I was kind of like, oh, you know, I don't want someone to tell me you know what kind of artist to be what kind of mover I should be but it was the complete opposite like the school was so amazing with um you know challenging us as artists so when you finished your dance what did you start doing your studies I mean I think I originally I wanted to go into being with a company and I think after doing three years of like intense dance training I was like okay I'm gonna do freelance work um so I started working with a choreographer um, and we did a piece together that was funded by the CDD, which is just like a fund, like a funding uh, place in the UK. And um, yeah, I started working with her, and we performed the piece. It was like a twenty-minute piece, um, and we just kind of went around London and performed it in like gallery spaces and stuff. And then yeah, and then I just ended up doing freelance work. Yeah, and so how was that for you? Was that a you know, I guess for people who aren't doing freelance or maybe they're, they're starting to do it, it can be a little bit scary, but you just sort of, the work started coming? Yeah, I don't really know. I've never done like a nine to five job, so I don't really, I can't relate to anything like that. So mm. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, there's times where you have no work and that can be really frustrating. And then everything comes at once. Mm. So you'll have a month or two where everything's just like bam, 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 all at the same time. Um, yeah, I think you just have to have patience and, and just trust that, yeah, something will come and just in those lulls of where there's like no work, you're kind of, yeah, just trust, I guess. Yeah. And make the most of a bit of downtime. (laughs) So what sort of things are you finding yourself doing now that you've been doing this for a while? Um, What sorts of projects and, and jobs do you end up getting booked for? I, well, I've got an agency in the UK and like elsewhere as well, but I've been doing quite a lot of stuff with brands, um, mainly as a dancer as well, which is great. Um, and then just collaborating with different, you know, photographers and artists and um, directors and, yeah, all sorts. I just recently went to India to get my teacher training in yoga. So That's so exciting. <laughs> That's like well another done. added thing that I've always done yoga, but, um, yeah, I just decided to go get my teacher training. And, it, yeah, it was such an amazing experience. Yeah. how? What's that like doing that in India? Of course, where yoga is from and where, where it's so big. It was incredible. Um, I went to Rishikesh at, to Sattva Yoga Academy. And I spent three weeks there. I did my 200-hour teacher training. We had, like, two days off throughout mm. the whole three weeks. So I didn't get to see much of India as what, what I wanted to Um but just the yoga aspect of it um, was completely life-changing, which was, yeah, yeah. incredible. <laughs> what does yoga mean to you? You know, what have you found in doing yoga and, and then going and having that experience? Well, I think before I went to India, I mean, yoga was just a exercise for me. Um, I, like, dabbled in meditating, but it was nothing, you know, I, I just, it was mainly going and doing a you know asana and poses and stuff like that but I think when I went to India I didn't realize 
but before that before going to India I didn't realize how much depth there was to it and I think yoga to me now is just a way of living life really Mm. I mean there's so many different aspects of like the eight limbs you know it's not just a physical exercise where you do downward dogs it's just an entire way of approaching life in a really simple way (laughs) yeah has that helped you in your own life a lot completely Mm -hmm. yeah because before I was I was really making I was kind of living my life very fearfully like I was not fearfully but I was trying to control everything Mm. wanted to control everything and I think that was constantly backfiring on me all the time um I think a lot of us can relate to that. Yeah, and I, there's obviously there's a sense of having control and being, you know, but I was really trying to just control the way things happen, the way things happened in my day-to-day life. Like, it just, yeah, it backfired on me. There was no flow. There was no room to kind of um, grow. And what sort of ways do you, did you find that it was backfiring for you? Just things weren't happening how you wanted? Yeah, or? like jobs and, and work and... and just life in general I don't really have like a specific Mm. example I think we can all you know when you're trying so hard and just nothing is moving Mm. and you kind of just have to step back and then everything kind of unfolds 100% yeah I think going and doing my teacher training kind of I just needed to let go a bit more yeah (laughs) and so how obviously that's a very personal thing but how do you think learning to let like what sort of things are you doing differently or finding yourself doing differently now it's Um, different for everyone yeah I mean I'm teaching I'm teaching now but I've also taken all the practices into my day-to-day life so I you know in the morning I'll wake up and I'll do pranayama which is like breath work and I'll do kriya work which is all based around energy and I'll just take like 30 minutes out of my day to do that and I'll meditate as well and yeah it completely shifts your energy completely doing all those exercises um which you can come to my class and yeah experience. I really want to I like all of us would love to yeah that's so cool so you do so there's things you do during your day now which you've learned through that yoga practice which that's self-care and that's the way that you will find yeah. you're finding life a lot different from it I think I just have a greater sense of self like it's it's we're very we're constantly looking externally for solutions and I think for me, just with my own experience, and you can only really talk from having experience, yeah, I just feel a lot more whole in myself. I felt very empty before going to India. My life before that was, was before, like, you know, like learning these practices and stuff, my, yeah, I felt very empty. I was looking externally. I was trying to feed myself externally with love and, and, and you know, buying a, you know, some new jeans or something you know we constantly mm. look for that validation but then I mean for example I remember you know a year ago I moved into my first flat in London and was so excited and was like oh my god like everything now is going to be amazing mm. and that was like one of the worst years for me just emotionally and stuff like that um, so it just goes to show just like your external world, like you can have everything, but you can also be so empty inside yourself. Um, was that last year? Did you say? Yeah. Was it last year? Yeah. Last year is in two, like 2017, yeah. 2018. Um, 
but since then and, and since going to India and, and learning all these practices I yeah I just know myself better I feel yeah. much more whole within myself I'm happy I'm I mean I was happy before it was a very like minute part of my life where I was just kind of like what is going on yeah yeah you can totally swear (laughs) i think that's so normal though we all have those moments where we question life i think it's fine to question things i mean not to the point where you know it's stopping you from living your life but yeah i i think just now i feel a lot more whole and it's still i mean i'm still i I have days where you know i go back to you know i'm not saying i'm this like zen human being because i'm not i worry i i have things that i worry about but i think the tools that I used or that I use now um, in yoga, it's something to go back to and to center yourself yeah. and to calm your nervous system. And it's just, yeah, little tools to go back to and just like, you know, go tune in with yourself. Cause yeah. I don't think I was doing that. I was very external and I wasn't focusing on myself first. Yeah. And you can only, you know, in order for the like the external world to, world to kind of make sense, you need to kind of shift internally as well. Mm. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it totally <laughs> does. So you obviously to go to your classes, we'd be able to understand more. But can you talk us through some more of the things that your like people can do or you, you do? So you start your day with your the breathing and the meditation. Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing is just to go and find something that you can learn meditation off mm. of and, and learning breath exercises and stuff. Um, I mean, you don't even have to do any breath exercises. You can sit and just tune in and breathe and listen to your breath. And um, I think that, yeah, to start even just for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be long, even for five minutes, even for three minutes. I don't know. Like, just start small and just take time to... And it's not a selfish thing to do at all because it's... You've got to tune in here before you can kind of approach everything else, mm. really. Yeah. And finding kind of balance and this is getting very deep. No, that's <laughs> fine. We often get quite deep and that's totally fine. It's whatever you want to talk about yeah. as well. That's yeah. fine. Um, no, that's such good advice. And I think a lot of the time you're right. We are living very externally and it's like, you know, what are we doing? And it's very important to everyone, you know, what, what are we doing career wise or yeah. what do we own? And it's like, well, how are you actually feeling on the inside? You know, yeah. are you doing deep breathing? Cause we often are shallow breathing a lot, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, it, yeah, I guess it's just, you know, shifting your state internally is really important first and then the external world kind of all makes mm. sense, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. <laughs> when you're happy inside or within yeah, yourself. It's, it's all about perception as well. And this is what yoga brings as well. It's bring, being aware of your thought patterns. It's bringing awareness and bringing conscious, like, you know, being aware of how your mind thinks and not attaching yourself to the thoughts and just sitting back I mean that's like meditation you know people are like you know I can't take you know I I can't stop thinking it's like you you aren't gonna stop thinking but Mm. it's meditating is just a way of yeah just watching your thoughts go by and not attaching yourself to them yeah and, and yeah what were you finding like obviously we've talked about how you found that you were trying to control a lot of things which I, it's so normal i've done it's that so, so many I of us do, do it that now as well but it's just i think there's a greater sense of awareness in myself where i'm like really you don't need to do that it's unnecessary just and it's not saying you're not taking control of your life and and you're not you know it's not saying that but 
I wish I had an example of what I'm trying to say, but... <laughs> no, I know what you mean, but, you know, it could be with anything, whether it would do with work or relationships or anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... So we, did you find that it shifted your thinking in terms of those situations? Yeah, completely. And I think doing... Um, just having greater awareness within yourself, um, you kind of lose attachment to certain things. What do you find happens now that you have a lot of this knowledge within you and you know these, these things to do and you're still learning with it, but when these sort of situations or thoughts arise, what do you do to process that and now tap into what you do? I think if I've met with a challenge, I will either sit down and, and just meditate for a bit or because I'm it's that consistency and in, in waking up every morning and taking that time for yourself you don't need to go and sit down all the time when it, like when a, when a problem arises you're like hey right I need to go meditate quickly <laughs> I think when you have that consistency every single morning of taking that time to tune in whether it's meditating whether it's breathing um when problems do arise you automatically it's just it's just something that you can just deal with and you're like okay you don't even really think about it. It's yeah. really hard to explain. It's, I know what you mean. It's like exercising a muscle. I know that from... It's, and yeah, I, need, exactly. I need to do it more. Like, I, I am usually pretty good with my meditation, but I know the more you do it, the more you feel like there's just... There's something in you that just sort of knows, isn't it? And it just sort of kicks in, and, yeah, and you just feel like, like you're a bit stronger or something. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's... I think if you're... Yeah, I, I would just say consistency. And I think a lot of us now... Um, at the moment it's like how do we find time to do that how do we but you can you can find time to do it wake up 15 minutes more than when or, or do it before you go to sleep mm. um or do it any time in the day when you when you feel like you need to meditate but it's yeah it, it's the consistency that is so important when you start seeing the benefits of that consistency and when you show up for yourself and when you you know take that 10 15 20 minutes to yourself you um you want to do it more because it's like you're like oh my god that's amazing i want you become addicted to it because mm. you can you tell you can see the effects on how it is very subtle effects mm. but you can see how it is and how and how you approach your life after you do it what are some of your other self-care practices things that you do alongside your yoga and meditation and everything things um, that i mean dancing yeah. is like a massive part of i mean i i'm really lucky i get to call it my career and it's also like my passion as well but when i'm not dancing i feel so stagnant like i have to be moving so that's kind of like i mean I, that's something that's quite personal to me but um yeah, that's kind of like a self-care thing, even though it's like my job as well. But it's I love going into the studio and improvising and taking that time to just like, I don't know, zone out. I totally understand. Yeah, I grew up dancing as well. I didn't yeah. do it after school, but I know what you mean. I think it's an emotional expression for me. So whatever I'm going through or whatever, it, it just comes out in my movement immediately. Mm. I don't know. It's a, it's a self-care practice in itself. Yeah, it's a release, yeah. isn't it? I think of what else I do. I mean, I love just being at home and hanging out with my dog and watching TV. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> and having a bath. And I'm trying to think of what else I do. It's so kind of it. Is your yoga and your, um, and your dance sort of your exercise? Um, yes. I'll, I mean, I go to the gym. I mean, like exercising is self-care as well for me. I have to exercise. Yeah. It makes me feel great. I mean, I think everyone can agree, but... Um, 
Yeah, yoga, dancing, exercise. I'll go to the gym and just do the odd, you know, run or whatever. <laughs> Even though I don't like running. You don't? No. It can be quite but hard. I love hey? it. Like, I know that I have to do it because it's a great way to work your stamina. And, like, I've done spinning and stuff and it just doesn't really suit me. I feel like with exercising, you've got to find something that you yeah. love doing. I love cooking at home. Um, but I don't, I don't really try and think about my eating yeah. that much. I'm not, like, I don't, I'm not on a strict diet. That's I good. don't eat much, like, red meat. But, you know, I don't call myself any sort of name of yeah. what I don't know vegan, you just vegetarian. eat what your body feels like yeah I definitely don't eat a lot of meat like red meat at the moment or at all actually but I just kind of eat what I want to eat has that been a conscious choice for you with what with, with the meat like, so not eating as much yeah meat I don't I don't I, to be honest I actually don't I only have, I'll only have chicken and salmon and fish and stuff like that that's really it I can't yeah. remember the last time I had any red meat I think I just didn't really like how my... I just felt really tired Yeah. when I would have red meat and I feel like I've got a bit more energy doing it. You know, you said you were struggling to work out what you wanted to do, which, honestly, that's just life and it's, I feel yeah. like, b- being a human. Yeah. How did you sort of... Did you just let things be a bit and work it out? Yeah, I think in my, I think it was going back to India that was such a, a moment in my life where a lot of stuff just shifted. Um, not like where you could see it it was just very subtle and I think that was um a massive part of me you know getting tools going I mean when I was in India there was you know a teacher there and there were lots of talks that were being held because I was just not living my life properly or in a very um I wasn't aware there was no consciousness there there was no awareness of like just feeling I don't know whole within myself did you feel a bit empty yeah I mean looking back now and how I feel now it was it's I was very very empty Mm. um which I think we can all relate to in some parts of our lives it was it wasn't a long period it was just like a couple of months where I was like oh my god what who am I (laughs) (laughs) but we never know who we are I mean we're constantly like we're always a student to our lives and I feel like we're so hard on ourselves as yeah. well I know a lot of us are we just expect us to know to work everything out and know everything and yeah, be doing like amazingly it's, it's great yeah it sounds like India was an incredible experience yeah, for India you it was a massive I think shift for me just emotionally and personally and all that kind of stuff and I think yeah I, I mean if anyone can go to Rishikesh and go to Sattva Yoga that's like yeah it was an incredible Experience was it really full on though? Yeah, I mean we had so we had two days off, um, and out of the three weeks, so it was really full on. But it was also like I enjoyed it so much, like so much. I mean, when we had to break down all the asanas, like the poses and stuff like that, that was quite long because you kind of were sitting there like watching the teacher explain like you know a downward dog and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but looking back on it now, it was, yeah, it was such an incredible experience. And my mum was there as well with me, so. That's so nice. Lovely. Was it quite an emotional experience? Did you find, like, doing it, you were, like, you felt emotions or anything being released or anything? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, just because you're doing um, the practices and stuff every single morning, you're burning through a lot of shit that you didn't really know that was there and um, releasing a lot of emotional stuff that's been pent up. And I think that's um, 
a lot of the energy work and stuff that I do and like the breath work and stuff that it pushes all that stuff out so you're not just working on like a physical level you're working with yours like on a cellular level as well so you're burning through um were you aware of what was sort of what you were releasing or did it just feel like emotional were you aware of like you know oh I'm letting go of this or no I think we we try and attach ourselves all the time to be like you know there has to be a reason for why I'm crying or there has to be a reason for why I'm laughing and the majority of the time I would be crying for no apparent reason or I would be you know it's just funny how we always have to think that there has to be a specific thing for us to smile and laugh which you can just laugh out of pure joy like there's no but yeah it's it's I wasn't really like oh you know, I just felt that release because of what happened then, and the, you know, yeah. it was nothing like that. It was. I remember I would just think to myself, "Be like, why am I crying? Why am I crying?" And then in my head, I was like, "You just there, there needs there's no attachment. There's you don't need to identify it with anything." Just You're so right, and we do this like the yeah. whole time. Yeah, and I think it's also with just being happy, like just being able to be happy for no, just for being alive and mm. being able to breathe and and just. I think we just take the little tiny things for granted sometimes. And it must have been a pretty amazing experience doing it with your mum as well, you know? Like, cause you've, she you've, wasn't you're... really, she wasn't in any of the classes. She'd be there in the morning, um, so I didn't really get to see her that much. But she, yeah, so she did, she's done like her masters and everything at the same place. Um, but it's quite amazing because I think with my mum's my side of the family, we've all been very, very connected just like within the self and spiritually and stuff like that. I feel like the word spirituality gets used so much. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, being spiritual is just having greater awareness of yourself and consciousness and that's really orders. Yeah. It's quite like simple. There's no like fairy dust down or anything <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice though but, no I mean but if you want I mean, I as well my grandma was like so obsessed with fairies and she'd paint all the time but yeah my mum's side of the family was very spiritual so like I, we've kind of like it's quite amazing to see how my grandma was and it's kind of fed through my mum and yeah and to me now I got asked this question like a couple of days was it a couple of days ago like what was the greatest advice um, that somebody has given you or whatever and it actually wasn't like um, advice like somebody talking to me or whatever it was actually seeing when my grandma passed away like the one thing that she regretted was not fully stepping into herself and being truly who she wanted to be and what she wanted to wear and she said that to my mum and it's just quite amazing to see my mum fully step into who I mean she's completely changed paths with like her career and she's like a yoga teacher now and she's fully stepped in like stepping into who you mm. are fully and embracing who you are and embracing you know your the way you dress the way you want to dress the way that was like a massive like kind of advice for me just to yeah. see that happen with my mom and my grandma and I think it's really important that we aren't scared of ourselves Totally. Potential, but yeah, not being scared of yourself, like fully abusing who you are and your power and your, yeah. I think a lot of the time we're trying. No, I totally know what you mean. I think that's so inspiring that you've had that to look up to and to, and you've been able to see that because a lot of the time we just. It's, not, it's it's only something that's happened recently. Like yeah. I've only been able to look and be like, oh wow, that's pretty 
amazing we can all do that easily mm. we can all step into who we are fully um and it's interesting in a world we live in now that's considered to be brave which it is but it's like that, that just being yourself is, yeah, is seems to be it's like oh that's really brave i know yourself, but like you should be you've got every right to be who you are and what you want you know how you want to dress how you yeah i think it's so important hmm so yeah, yeah your yeah. your mum must have been i mean your family's very close that must have been so inspiring for you growing up you know seeing her do that recently and, and of course your whole life you were yeah. all very close yeah and it's it's also amazing that you can just completely you know i think you can have a career change whenever you want really right yeah i mean <laughs> why not do whatever you want yeah. i guess you would probably not know any different but what was what was your childhood like my childhood was pretty great yeah I mean, i've got a massive family there's quite a lot of siblings so when we all do get together it's like there's lots of people everywhere <laughs> like so much going on but i love that i love her. i'm very very happy to have a, a big family with lots of brothers and sisters yeah were you quite young when your parents broke up because it can always be a bit hard on people i i have my parents break yeah. up and it can affect you quite a lot without realizing it i think i i think it was like about four um, I think I kind of You're had like really a bit young. of a delayed reaction, mm. but at the same time, it's the best thing that could have happened to my mum and my dad, and that decision was was what was meant to happen. And I think you know Liam and I had an amazing upbringing with mum, and and you know living down in Hermosa Beach and traveling quite a lot. And I think the main important thing is that my mum and dad still have such a great friendship and relationship now, and that's really all you kind of want when I found out properly um when I kind of understood when I got a little bit older like what was actually happening I was angry of course mm. I, I didn't understand what was going on but I think you know growing up and just everything kind of makes sense eventually yeah. but yeah I was definitely very hurt and I wanted my mum and dad together but you know yeah that's life hey it's just life but everything's great now what is some advice and i feel like you've kind of told us a lot but what is some advice you would give to your younger self oh. it's a hard <laughs> one i know but i ask all my guests that question um i think it's just important to trust i think just trusting in, in life i don't know i guess it's yeah and just to not worry. I worried so much growing up. I worried quite a lot. Um, what kind of things would you worry about? Just really silly things. Now looking back at it. Yeah, like it always really seems silly that way. things like just yeah, unnecessary. I think just you know living the now, and I think that's such a thing that we all hear now. But it's true, and it's not about like not you know um, thinking about the future and planning and and you know thinking about careers and stuff like that that's totally valid but just I think it's just trying to control like you know well what's going to happen like we you don't know so what's the point of worrying about it like what is the point of worrying about mm. the future is in situations with I don't know whether you're freaking out about a relationship or anything like that it's kind of like you you it's you're wasting so much energy was it hard for you at times growing up with famous parents um i mean to me they were mum and dad you know like there was no um i never saw them as how other people see them obviously like obviously growing up 
on tour with dad it was amazing like it was so such a fun thing to do growing up and looking back at pictures now and stuff like that and but they're, they're mum and dad like that's how they are obviously there's things with you know press and paparazzi but that mainly happens kind of with dad sometimes yeah that's what I was meaning like was there a lot of attention on you guys no, a lot of the I time mean, mom, so mum was really good with keeping Liam and I out of any kind of limelight so any photos like we were we were we I mean a lot of people don't really know what Liam and I look like yeah <laughs> no I respect that yeah. and, and good on her it let us me and Liam have the decision when we were older to whether that's something that we wanted to be around or not like being in the limelight and stuff and um such a stupid thing to say (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah she kept us away from all of that but you didn't find there was like so yeah she kept you away from but did you find that there were often a lot of attention or people taking photos of you or anything not me and not me but like obviously dad would be getting his photos taken and stuff like that but it was just it's just what happened i mean I didn't really know any better, so yeah. it wasn't something I couldn't compare it to another, like, you know, how another person was growing up. Yeah. I don't know, it was just, it's just... Do you feel like people yeah. treated you differently at all? Well, you, again, um, you wouldn't know because you've only had your experience. No, I think I was very good at, like, I, I didn't really have any friends or anything that took advantage of that that kind of were my friends because I think I'm quite good at, like, a job. Yeah, and you're very down-to-earth, so it's not like, yeah. Yeah, and I think if I knew, and if I knew, I think I'd know quite... A, soon if somebody was just hanging out with me but it's not something I would ever think of no because I think it yeah I never really thought about that another question I ask is what advice would you give to other women and some of that would be the advice you gave to your younger self but what would you like to say to other women that are listening whether they're going through tough times or they're wanting to find their purpose in life or do incredible things what would you say to them I think I think it's that thing again of just like stepping into who you are fully and and not being scared of yourself and then scared of and yeah not being scared of who you are and 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 not being scared of your potential. I think we're quite scared of like what our potential. Anybody, whether it's a man or a woman, I think we're very scared of our potential and, and fully being who we are we're waiting for this like peak moment to happen in our lives where everything kind of resolves itself and i'm happy and i've got this and i've got that and it never happens hey thank you so much for your time today thank i appreciate you. everything you've given us everything you're doing it's really inspiring thank and you. thank you so much thank you Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for weekly episodes and catch up on eps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing the Self Love Club with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps heaps in spreading the self love message. You can keep up with the Self Love Club at Self Love Club Podcast and at Belle Crawford on Instagram, plus find resources and blog posts on my website, bellcrawford.com. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower how are you through the rest of the year and into 2020 with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.